Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning, hoping all is well with you out there as always. Today I wanted to talk about a little realization I had over the weekend after having a discussion with someone who was a complete stranger and talking to them about Kratom. And it was really, really fun. I don't get to do that that often. I mean, like, I live in a rural area, so, you know, there's not even many people to begin with, <laughs> let alone to run into anyone and have a discussion with them about Kratom in particular. So it was pretty great to do that, and I've always enjoyed those little situations. Even if you don't agree with the person, it's just nice to talk to someone about it once in a while, I feel like. So, I don't know. I like it. Anyway, so I'm talking to this person, and I don't know them, and it's nice, and he, you know, he's a nice guy, and we're talking about, like, the opioid crisis, and all the different factors that are involved with it, which are many, and he mentions, well, you know, one of the things that's really making it worse is Kratom. Which is just, you know, if you're the sort of person who's really into it or at least knows a lot about it and then someone brings it up in a conversation, that's pretty unexpected. I, like, never expect anyone to know what it is. So I was kind of taken aback and I was like, oh, you know about, you know, Kratom, you've heard about it. He said, well, I don't know much, but I've heard some things about it. It seems like it's, you know, just making it worse and, you know, we got to get rid of it. And I thought that was really interesting that he knew about it and and so i kind of was like huh well i mean i i know about it i mean i actually use it um somewhat often and you know i really don't think it's part of the issue uh or at least i don't think it's like driving this crisis and he said well it's everywhere and it's like the same thing it's like it it's an opioid it's like basically heroin it's like just as bad And I talked with him for a while, and I basically for like 20 minutes, you know, it probably was more like 10 minutes, but it felt longer. I always say like something felt felt longer than it actually probably was, but but it was at least 10 minutes. Like it was a good conversation. It went a little while. And regardless of how long it went, he by the end of the conversation, he wasn't thinking the same way. And I wasn't either in a different way. So that's what I wanted to talk about. So throughout the conversation what we did was we basically did a back and forth where I was kind of trying to bring up the sort of facts that I thought would sway someone's opinion you know and and trying to be relatable and so the following is going to be like a one to two minute summary of the conversation and my thought process around what I should respond with and pay attention to or just be aware of the thought process that I go through when I'm trying to think of how to respond Um, because that's kind of where the the key takeaway for this episode stems from and the key takeaway revolves around you know per the title is there a better approach to creative debates so here we go we went back and forth him saying how well you know kratom's as bad as heroin I responded by saying, no, it's definitely not. And, you know, then I started thinking in my head, what sorts of facts would be helpful in swaying his opinion on this? Not the numbers. I can't just give 
in the numbers. I have to think about this and think what's going to actually change his mind on this. Um, and and I don't, I couldn't in the moment figure out why I thought that was the best route to take. But for some reason, I just felt like that was the best way to go. So I did. So then I ended up saying, well, you know, you know Benadryl, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, Benadryl kills more people than Kratom. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, yeah, it does. And and I purposely didn't want to talk anymore. So I stopped. And then he was like, well, if, but how? <laughs> and I was like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think I said like, exactly. My, I mean, I, that's my response too. It's like, how is it possible that Benadryl's killing anyone, you know? Um, he's like, yeah, but how is Kratom not? I was like, well, I mean, it just isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, like, I, I was, I then I told him, you know, I was surprised when I like found out that that Benadryl had killed anybody on its own, let alone when it's combined with other things. But I mean, you know, the fact that it has killed people just in and of itself is just insane to me. I didn't know that, you know, it just blew my mind. Um, and I kind of stopped there. He said, "Well, that's nuts," and his guard went down. And my guard went down. Not, I didn't think I had my guard up, but I did kind of relax after that. We just had to connect on something. Of course, that's one of those obvious things that I think most people know about. And that's not the key takeaway here. But when I was thinking through all that stuff, trying to think of what the best way to put things would be, it ultimately came down to me deciding, almost subconsciously, I wasn't going to bring up numbers. And the reason why is because this is through retrospect that I am realizing this. I thought numbers are intimidating. And the reason why I think that, again, all of this is in retrospect. At the moment, I did not think through any of that, this, you know, thought process. The reason why I think the numbers are intimidating is because people have lives. Like, I've got to get up in the morning get my dogs out and walked but first I have to get the baby's diaper changed and then I gotta get her breakfast but the dogs need to eat too and also they need to go to the bathroom and I have to get ready for work you know make myself look like I have any grip on my life uh, by throwing some water on my face and putting on a shirt that doesn't have a stain and get out the door like in time before nine so that's my morning what's everyone else's it's probably that or a lot harder or you know they have different things that are difficult uh, in their lives that, that take up a lot of time. Who's got time to figure out all the different ways of looking at something? Like, who's got time to read 800 newspapers about one specific issue once they see one headline and figure out what the truth is and all the biases around it? And to look up the numbers and remember them, you know? Unless you're passionate about something, you're not going to remember the numbers of everything about this specific thing, you know? Like, who does? I don't know. Maybe people do, but I don't. So... I try to do all those things, but it's hard to find the time. I'm assuming and that's the same with a lot of people. So when someone comes to you and you've been thinking about something that you've read in the paper or seen or just heard from a friend, and that's the only input you have, or you have a lot of input that sounds like that because everyone's in their own bubble in a lot of cases. If someone comes up to you with numbers and is just like, no, your viewpoint is destroyed. Battleship down, check in mate. 
it's not necessarily that the reaction is going to be, oh, wow, I had no idea. It might be more like, this person is trying to destroy me. They're attacking my views. I haven't had that. I just like have never gone into this. And this person's so passionate and they have all these numbers at their fingertips. And I think that the response to that might be like someone thinking, well, they're either um, they're either lying about the numbers they're talking about and I don't believe them or this person's being a real bad, like mean person and I'm just going to not engage or I'm going to start attacking because I know that I'm right. And that's not helpful. That doesn't get anyone anywhere. I think the numbers do play an important role and they should be present when it comes to testimonies in particular and also, you know, debates and arguments and stuff. But I think on the person-to-person level, in this situation at least, I'm comfortable saying, numbers, that was not the way to go. The way to go was to just be relatable, bring up something that I do find amazing and that has numbers behind it and not to make it a response and attack on that person but more along the lines of, isn't it crazy? I figured this out. Like, I, I just learned about this thing and it blew my mind. And it's like, oh my God, like here we are talking about Kratom. Like, but by the same bar, Benadryl should be the, you know, point of contention. Like, and, and, but, and then just leaving it there. Just be like, yeah. And, and it's almost the way I think about it visually is like, instead of facing someone directly, I don't mean this like physically when you're talking to them in a situation like this, but more like, um, the way to picture the the change in mood of how to approach this sort of conversation that, that my brain kind of worked through during it. The visual would be, there's a difference between standing and facing someone directly and standing shoulder to shoulder, like kind of like next to them and both looking off in the same direction, but having the same discussion. If you do that, the discussion goes differently and you don't attack each other as much. That I know for a fact is a thing because I know that I've read some psychology stuff about that in college. So it must be true. <laughs> no, I don't know. But it, but it, from my own experience, that's definitely been the case. Like facing someone versus facing the same direction with them, the same conversation can, can seem a lot more friendly with the latter. So anyway, that's kind of how I picture the numbers argument versus the just kind of not using the numbers, but still kind of touching on what the numbers are supposed to be saying and not attacking. It's like, do it shoulder to shoulder looking in the same direction rather than standing a few feet apart looking directly at each other you know squared shoulders squared feet ready to go like that's I don't think that that's the right kind of energy to set up for it um, I don't usually talk about energy or anything I just mean like the the sort of situation you want to create in a situation like that and I you know I mean this for everybody not just people who are like pro kratom but people who are anti kratom I mean I'm sure I'm missing a lot of information out there too. There's so much that we don't know, right? Let's all go on the journey together. Let's not let's not attack. Um, there's so much more that needs to be looked at than this, and and also this, you know, kratom needs to be looked into too. We need to learn more. We don't know nearly enough about it. Let's all agree on that for sure. And let's go shoulder to shoulder, shall we? Anyway, I thought that was neat. Fun little tidbit for the start of the week and something that happened to me this weekend and i have the numbers to prove it (laughs) all right everybody i'll leave it there talk to you tomorrow have a good one have a good start to your week take it easy bye bye